Live from my mother's kitchen table, it's the Joe and Joe Weather Show with uh, Joe Rayo, who is not live from my mother's kitchen table, but in fact, uh, he's live from his uh, own kitchen. Well, he's in his office down in his basement. But I, yes, I am by my mother's kitchen table, Joe. You're close to me now. Now, another 40 or 50 minutes and you, you'll be right here. And then yeah, you're... you're... And then we can do a show for the first time together next to each other. But I don't think that's socially uh, preferred no. at the moment. Well, we, we were socially distancing from each other long before it was fashionable. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, also, you're up in Petticoat Junction, up, up, uh, up, the, up to, to the north. Well, actually, we're not too far away from Hopewell Junction, but that's a little ways north of here. Um, where's still using, they're still using Uncle Billy's phone service up in that part of uh, where's where's Pixley? <laughs> there's Pixley. Yeah. Did they ever show in the shows like like a, a scene from Pixley? Because they made uh, it they made it sound like it was obviously it was a small it was a small town, but you know they 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 made it sound so sophisticated. Oh, we can't get that here. We got to go to Pixley. Right. Right, I think a couple of episodes of Green Acres, Oliver had to go to Pixley uh, to get some legal documentation or whatever. But you never really did see or get the feeling of what Pixley, Pixley was really like. Did we ever figure out what state they were in? Because they never. No, did but they, the they, only clue was that they were about three hundred miles away from Chicago. So. All right. So. Maybe they were somewhere out in the Midwest somewhere. Well. Yeah, and I was just thinking about Bent Fork, Tennessee, <laughs> which is not, I, I think it's probably, a, 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 Nashville's got to be a little bit more than 300 miles from Chicago. And I think I think also um, uh, oh. in the Beverly Hillbillies, they often made a reference to the town of Bug Tussle. <laughs> Bug Tussle? Bug Tussle. But they never said what state, though. No, but they once threatened Mr. Drysdale that they were going to move all of their money to the bank of bug tussle. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right, so here we are on a Thursday, the uh, 1st of October, Joe. We're in the last quarter of uh, the final quarter of uh, 2020. So there's only three months left of this abominable year. And uh, we, uh, we actually, weather-wise, everything's pretty, for the most part, everything's pretty quiet tonight across the U.S. There's not a whole lot going on it's sort of a you know just a nice quiet autumn evening it is it turned out to be a very nice day today a nice day to do the uh to mulch in the uh, the leaves on the grass and uh you know to, to do some outdoor work and uh really i right now i'm, I'm, I'm looked out the window just before i uh, came down here yes i do look out the window before you know making a weather forecast and it looks like it's going to cloud up a bit um and you know maybe a little bit of shower activity joe in the next uh 12 to 18 hours yeah maybe. i i put it i put it in for tomorrow morning for a little bit and then uh that cool air comes in for friday and for the weekend and uh we don't i don't see and i really don't see anything major happening it's just that every couple of days we deal with a weather system so uh <clears throat> the one we had one on Tuesday, which was a gangbusters one in terms of rainfall. Uh, tomorrow's going to be minor. 
Uh, and then we get we wait till Sunday night into Monday afternoon, which looks to be generally minor for the most part. And then we wait to a, a late Wednesday for a what looks like not a half bad looking cold front that will come through. When I say half, it, 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 it from the sense of strength, it looks like that we might get a shot of some chilly air, so some really chilly air for a day or two behind that front. And then after that, I have no idea. No, I, I saw that AccuWeather came out with their long-range forecast today for the winter season. Okay, so I'm going to say something right now. All okay. Right? And I said, I've said this before, so this is not exactly breaking news, but uh, it seems that the usual suspects that every year <clears throat> forecast the uh, snow Armageddons in the Northeast and the cold Armageddons in the Northeast that haven't happened for them in general – uh, all of a sudden, they seem to have gotten, a, I don't know, you might say they've gotten a sense of religion. <laughs> they are actually forecasting above, uh, above nor warmer than normal winter for, for, for the East. I know AccuWeather, I, I, saw, I, I read some of it. It's sort of a up and down. They're going like a kind of up and down sort of thing. Nationwide, they're calling it a two-faced winter. Okay, well, that's not, Some places are going to get this, and other places, other places are going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. I want the other side of this trade, okay? I will take the other side of this trade only to be uh, only on the basis of being a contrarian. I'm going to bet that we're going to have a colder than normal and a snowier than normal winter in the Northeast down into the Mid-Atlantic states, only as a contrary, only okay. to be contrarian, and, okay. and that's it. I'm, right. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm putting your foot down. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm putting I, your foot down and I'm standing on it. All right. Well, that's why I can't get it up. Uh-huh. You're, 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 stepping, you're stepping on my foot. So Okay, well, as long right, as you're right. talking as long as you're talking about your foot, but go on. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, you opened that door. I did not. I understand. I, I you opened I, that I, door. As soon as I said it, I said, ah, oh, I shouldn't have said something like that. Well, you wouldn't, you know, you'd, you'd have so much less respect for me if I just let it go. Yes, yes. So anyhow, uh, we do have, uh, I think we have the potential for at least one, if not two tropical cyclones to form uh, in the next uh, week or so. Uh, looks like the Caribbean is going to be the place. I don't think that's breaking news. We've been uh, kind of talking that, that up the last three or four days. But uh, for those for those that are thinking that that automatically means that it's whatever's going to develop is going to go to a Category Five hurricane, I got breaking news for you: uh, the um, the upper air and the middle the middle levels of the atmosphere and and the lower levels of the atmosphere may not may not support the, these systems very well, uh, and we'll get into that um, in a moment. But. I'm going to bring up the Canadian. I love this. This is my new thing, Joe, this Canadian satellite loop. I just love it. It really, okay. we should have started using this a long time ago because you really do get a good sense of the, uh, of the, of the machinery uh, in the up in the atmosphere and how, how, how things are working. And, and that trough in the East <clears throat> is so darn obvious. Uh, it not only covers the Eastern part of the United States, uh, but you see where the cloud cover is, of course, around the Great Lakes and then on up into uh, uh, southeastern Canada and points northward. But, I mean, that that whole 
a large chunk of Canada is under the influence of all of this. So this is this is a fairly this is impressive in my view. Well, uh, if you want to see something impressive, I mean, I don't want to take away from what you've just pointed out, but I'm still in, extremely impressed by the mammoth subtropical high in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that is kind of holding off or staving off any kind of tropical activity, tropical cyclone activity. We, we, we spoke about this about a week ago, how this thing was going to grow and flex its muscles, and mm -hmm. it really has put a damper uh, or really has squelched a lot of the potential tropical activity that might otherwise form, even though we're you know now past the midpoint of the uh, hurricane season and we're on the down downside, so to speak, you know we have seen in recent years uh, October spawn quite, a, and we may still see that maybe middle or latter part of the month especially. Um, but I mean, my goodness, this this is a gigantic fair weather high. Well, and also, Joe, this the big high in the Atlantic is also coming at a time when the trade winds. The trades are weakening, so you don't have that push uh, with these tropical waves that come off the African coast. The Cape Verde season, for the most part, is done, but right. <clears throat> you're going to have to shift your attention west. West, I, I think, I, while it's not impossible that something could still develop somewhere out there, but it just may, it just probably won't have the push to go eastward, uh, to go westward, uh, but. There's a lot of uh, weather going on east of the islands and then into the eastern Caribbean. And also, you've got the weather in the western Caribbean that's already starting to take that look. And I've got the satellite loop up there. But you're right, uh, this high, this uh, Atlantic high is is, is very big. Uh, it covers, uh, it, it, it goes pretty much from one side to the other. We've been used to seeing this whole summer into early fall where we had this kind of narrow east-west ridge across the Atlantic. So this is the this is probably as strong the high has been even stronger than it was during the summer. Yes. What that, that's my phone, Joe. Don't 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 let that throw you. I off. didn't even hear it. Oh, okay. I, I heard I heard Mrs. Rayo. No, that was no that was the uh the little speaker inside of the phone it says call from and it reads off the number off of the uh Oh okay. Uh, call from Hong Kong Gardens. <laughs> so I, I just back to the tropics. I think you're going to see your primary activity is going to be if, if you're going to see stuff blossom out. We're going to we're going to look pretty much from, say, 55 or 60 degrees west. Uh, and, and of course, the, as I said, the Caribbean, the Caribbean looks like it's pretty loaded. So that that that's where pressures are very low. So with the big high out in the Atlantic the way it is, the opposite is occurring in the Caribbean. The pressures across the Caribbean are very low. Indeed. So we've been talking about the Western Caribbean possibly giving rise to something. And the GFS, uh, in line with that, is uh, suggesting that we will see a flare-up out there uh, during the coming days ahead, maybe uh, curving up toward the uh, Yucatan of uh, Mexico. Uh, so maybe we will see another system. What, uh, what's the next storm on the uh, on the list? Delta? Or? Uh, no, gamma. Gamma. Okay. Uh, and and here is the Car the uh, Caribbean satellite. So there's two the the hurricane centers. The hurricane centers 
talking about uh, to these both these systems that you see the one that's in the eastern caribbean and just east of the leeward islands and that's going to be moving westward across the caribbean and but the the front and center one is the one that's in the western caribbean and and the convection it's still pretty disorganized but you do have weak low pressure that's already developed out there and you're starting to see the thunderstorms you know beginning to try to take that sort of circular look that arc that, that it likes that, that that satellite signature that arc on the satellite uh, right. loop that tells you right. something is happening but again there are issues here going forward and we talked about them yesterday I think they're worth bringing up again today and for one thing uh, looking at this and I'm going to bring I got the GFS up so I'll, I'll bring up the uh, Western Atlantic view so at least at the moment conditions are are, are favorable and, and for for some uh, some sort of uh, development of a, of a low, whether it's a broad low or something that's tighter remains to be seen. But there are things that, that are going on in the upper atmosphere that uh, as far as the, the future of, of this, leave it very uncertain. And for one thing, starting off from this afternoon, uh, this system's you know in a low wind shear environment. But if you look up in, in toward the northwest Gulf of Mexico uh, and beyond, there's we're looking at the uh, atmosphere up at here at like 20, 25,000 feet. There is a trough that is running down from Kansas uh, into uh, south Texas. And you've got these really strong south-southwest winds uh, in, in, the Gulf, in the Gulf of Mexico. And what happens is, Joe, uh, as we uh, go through tomorrow, the upper air winds – just north and west of where this surface low is going to develop, get pretty strong. And then on top of that, you've got a potential interaction with the Yucatan Peninsula as far as the low is concerned. Right, so, that's what I just said, yeah. Yeah, and that's going to mean, that is going to be problematic in terms between the shear that's going to be there and the track that's going to be over, uh, possibly over the, uh, uh, the, the Yucatan, you're going to have an issue. Now, if it winds up staying more over the open waters, it's a different story. But uh, the models are all having trouble with this. The other thing is that the uh, the general upper flow is very, very weak. There's no real push. When you look, we'll go down the atmosphere just a little bit. Uh, I'll take it down to 10,000 feet. Let's take a look at, uh, let's look at the, the 700 millibar. And, you know, there's no real push here. You've got your Atlantic high. That's way out. And you see it here on, uh, this is on the GFS. So, you know, your Atlantic high is way out here, all right? So the last the, the last height line is through the Bahamas. There's nothing uh, between that and what represents the tropical system. You've got another back edge of the eastern part of another upper high pushing out through Texas. There's a trough that uh, runs down through the Tennessee Valley to northern Georgia and Alabama. So this thing is kind of stuck in this big no man's land. There's no there's there's no push from either either the ridges that are on either side or the trough to the north is too far north that it can't lift up. So there's no push here. It just it, it it's just going to I think it's just going to meander around for at least a few days.
I was just going to say, do you think it's going to wobble or just like, yeah, meander or yeah, or dawdle? There's a five dollar word for dawdle. You. Oh, very good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, the other thing is, and and this is a this is a map that you know you you like to use, and that's the seven hundred to four hundred relative humidity map, and. Yes. The the uh, in that area of strong wind shear in the Gulf of Mexico, guess what? It's the air there is bone dry. You're going to have a lot of dry air that's going to get entrained into the circulation of this. So I'm thinking you you might have something that is a closed low, but it might not look it might not have a purely tropical look because of all the dry air that's on the west side. Now eventually over time uh, next week. The Gulf of Mexico saturates, and you do wind up um, with a bit of a better environment. On this run, Joe, uh, the GFS takes it down into the southwest Gulf and actually strengthens it to, gets it down, what is that, a 967 pressure uh, in the longer term. But a lot has to go, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen here in order for this to to uh, wind up becoming, a, let's call it a storm of importance. So um, we're just going to sort of, I'm just going to punt to uh, the weekend just to see, first of all, let's see what develops and how much, you know, how all these other issues play out. The other thing is, uh, if you look back through here, uh, you, Joe, you can see the, um, uh, this is the second wave. I'm, I'm using the representation of the darker blue is where all the relative humidity is. And that's the second wave, which will eventually find its way probably also into the uh, Northwest Caribbean, but how much room is there going to be if you've got a, you know, on this run, you've got a hurricane in the Southwest Gulf. So I don't know how much room is there, uh, there is here for a second system to develop so close to it, if indeed that is what you're going to have. But if you have something weaker in the Western Gulf, then you may have more room and you could wind up with a second cyclone developing in the Northwest Caribbean. I don't know. Uh, I, I've got my hands up here. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It, 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 with with not much of a flow, with a, with a lack of any significant flow, most anything can happen. So we might as well just play it by ear and play it by on a day-to-day -day basis. Although once we get past today, our next day together won't be until Sunday. So Correct. maybe by then something, something will happen. So for those of you who follow the Hurricane Center on their forecast, that they've got a 70%, 40% in the short range, two days, and 70% in the five. They also mentioned the next system, uh, zero and 20 are the chances for that, which I'm sure they're probably going to, you're going to see these numbers go up or up or down over the next, um, next day or so, depending on, you know, what happens with the thing, uh, once it, uh, once the low finally starts to form, there's, there's too much here. There's too much here going on, uh, with regards to uh, having any kind of, uh, uh, I, the only thing I will say that you probably could take to the bank is that. Nothing's going to impact the United States this weekend out of this. I don't think that's a brilliant deduction per se. I think it's pretty obvious. Yes. 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 Okay. So good. You know, there's not much more. What else can I add? No, you can't. I've said been, it all. We've been spending five. We've been spending five minutes talking about a potential system which has no place to go because there's no flow and nothing is happening. Mm. So we we just dwell on it. You know, like I said, maybe maybe by Sunday we'll have a better yeah. better handle, better clue on what's going to happen here. Otherwise, we're taking we're trying to stuff five pounds of baloney into a one pound bag. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So now, <clears throat> looking at the long range upper air, of course, the trough 
in the east and it stays in the east and the ridge stays in the west. So that has implications on uh, the kind of weather we'll be seeing here, which will be below average temperatures this weekend and probably through much of next week. Uh, this first trough joke finally starts to slowly pull out, but the the trough wants to be in the east. So by the middle part of next week, guess what? You got another trough that drops into the east. And this is what we were I was alluding to earlier was the fact that this, this could produce um, – a fairly, let's call it, quote unquote, decent shot of cool air uh, for right. the latter part of next week. And then just looking at after that lifts out. I mean, you still have some sense of troughing in the east going into mid-month, and it's still there and even more so toward the end of the period. I mean, uh, the uh, long range on the GFS seems to have changed a little bit with regards to uh, what what may happen later in the month. We're back to a deep, I don't know if this holds, but it keeps wanting to put another deep low in the Gulf of Alaska with amplitude. If that happens, the ridge flies back up in the west, and then the trough drops back into the east. So I don't know. Are we going to get warm for the second half of the month? Supposedly. That's, that's what a lot of the long-range outlooks have been suggesting, and they've been saying that the swing date or swing dates will be around the 6th, 7th, and 8th of October, which is about this time next week, right? Uh, right? Well, you know what? They have to see it somewhere. Let's see what the ensembles did earlier today, just for laughs. Um, the new one's coming out, but it won't. It, it, just, it just got started, so we'll look at the old one. And just looking at the new ensembles, okay, so there's your trough for the end of the week. Then that pulls out. Yeah, you know, I don't know, Joe. I'm looking at this. Uh, the heights are are at for a couple of days on the ensembles. The heights in the east go above normal, uh, but you still have higher heights in the west, and eventually in the longer range on the ensembles, the uh, heights just go back to near normal in the east. I don't know. I'm I'm not um, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent convinced. And while you have your attention on the uh, big trough over the uh, eastern United States, I'm. Also looking on the upper air at uh, uh, what uh, soon should become very powerful Hurricane Marie in the Pacific, which gets very strong and then just as quickly fades very fast. Don't you and, love? Don't you love how that happens out there? And it doesn't. And it doesn't even have. Does it, we were hoping a few days ago it might make a dent in all of the fire problems out in uh, the West Coast of the United States, and now it looks like it's not even going to contribute one drop of rain to to that. Uh, situation. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to bring the satellite up here from uh, so we can take a look at Maria. So that that will be the tropical Pacific. So let's take a look. And there it is on the uh, on the right. I'll, I'll add a few frames so we can, you know, at least watch it, watch it uh, over the course of uh, several hours. Yeah, I mean, it's got that nice classic look to it, Joe. I can't I, I still don't see a, a, a well-defined eye. But uh, it's probably on its way, and yeah, you gotta love it in the Pacific how you get these storms sometimes to become these these powerhouses, strong Cat fours or even the occasional Cat five, and then like you said, it, it, once it gets north of twenty degrees north, it's cooked because the water's the water's so darn cold. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm here. I'm just I'm, uh, I'm looking for the Pacific shot here. Hang on a second. On the GFS. 
Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. And we'll put up the surface map. And I'll roll it back. As I said, it was, show, it was showing up very well when we were looking at the, or uh, examining the future uh, of the Trump in the East a few minutes ago. Yeah. It just dies. It just it just literally dies out there. It yeah. doesn't do anything. It's kind of like, you know, somebody let the air out of the balloon very quickly. Yeah, that's it. And there's nothing else. There's something, you know, who knows, with that gyre that's over Central America, where some, whether something else could come out of, out of this or not. But... Yeah, it, it's not. Uh, it, it's not going to. It's not going to go get that tropical moisture up into California. So we can lay that that to bed. So our forecast and our, our outlook, by the way, is basically very simple uh, as we uh, take a look at this. So uh, I, I, Joe, I went for a shower, uh, maybe a shower or two overnight. Uh, you know, early tomorrow morning, and uh, and then by. You know, late morning, afternoon, the decreasing clouds, uh, maybe some increasing uh, breaks of sun late in the day. Dry for Saturday, dry for Sunday. Sunday will have maybe arriving clouds. And then you've got this next trough swinging across the Great Lakes, redeveloping low east of the Virginia coast. Little onshore flow Sunday night into Monday afternoon. And then that pulls out, then it's dry for a day, day and a half. And then you got another cold front on Wednesday. That brings that shot of that quick shot of cold air, and then looks like another cold front next week, late next weekend, if this is correct. So uh, it's um, I don't know if you want another soaking rain like we just had, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it uh, it I mean no, it, we we had I mean I told you yesterday we had here two point eight five inches, and uh, no, we're not gonna see something like that for a while. I mean, yeah, a little bit wet at times, but nothing like what we had with that uh, soaker. And, uh, you know, it's a new month, so yep. something something to shoot for now. All right, <laughs> coming back full screen, because uh, weather is pretty quiet tonight. There really isn't, there isn't much going on. There's hardly any watches or warnings anywhere. The, the uh, uh, take a, uh, I, I didn't show this yet. Let me, I'll bring the screen back up. But let's just go real quick to, to the radar as of 7.30, just to show you how quiet things are. I mean, there are some scattered showers around the Great Lakes. This is the next, this front we're talking about. And a little bit of shower activity is starting to blossom out uh, around uh, northern, northern Virginia toward the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. But everywhere west of the Mississippi, not a flake, not an ice pellet, nothing. And in South Florida, you got some showers and a few heavier downpours. But we're talking... South Florida, the red, most of the state is, is, is seeing little or nothing. There's no pop-up shower or thunderstorm activity anywhere in the southeast or, or the Gulf states. You know, Joe, that's how when you live, when I lived down south, that's how you knew the summer was really over. Because you get to a, you get to a certain point in the month of September where the daytime stuff just shuts off. Uh, and we're now at that point. The sun, the daytime heating from the sun to bubble up these scattered thunderstorms just doesn't have the punch, it, the, the strength to do it anymore. And this is what it looks, you know, normally, you know, you get into, even into the early part of September, you'd see this look, all these, you know, look like it was freckled with showers and thunderstorms, tropical systems aside, but uh, we're talking uh, nothing, just all dead radars here. Yeah, it, uh, 
And it's uh, it's not bad. I mean, like you know, if you live down in that part of the country, I'm sure that they look that they look forward. Oh, they're dancing the fall, in the streets to the fall and winter, and the fact that that heavy atmosphere that they deal with during the summer, chock filled with humidity and a shower or storm popping up, literally at a moment's notice, all of that is now draining away. And this is the time of the year. Well, not right now, but in the next couple of months, uh, that's this time of the year when you want to be down in. Uh, the Florida Peninsula or the southeastern United States because it's still relatively mild or relatively warm. And, and that's where a lot of the folks up here like to flock in yep. the wintertime. They escape the cold. And nobody likes it down there in the summertime when you can get a third degree burn just by putting your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. It's true. So uh, we're just, just real quick, uh, the last thing for tonight, just to show everybody, WPC, in terms of rainfall, now this is for seven days, so this will cover whatever happens Sunday night and Monday, because we're really not going to get very much of anything tonight uh, in the Northeast. Maybe you know, there might be an upstate, uh, somebody might wind up with a tenth of an inch or a little bit more. But uh, with the uh, system for Sunday night, Monday, and again for late Wednesday, Wednesday night, Joe, they're showing about a half to three quarters of an inch from New Jersey east across southern New England. And then, of course, you see the heavy precip again over Florida, several inches of rain over the next seven days over the entire state of Florida. I'm sorry, over central and south Florida. But it cuts off sharply when you get up into the panhandle and the whole western part of the United States. Not a flake, not an ice pellet, nothing. 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 The flaming forecast, if you live especially in California. Correct. I do want to mention on the chat board, um, Robert Brown says, hey, Joe Rayo, how about that gorgeous hunter's full moon last night? Well, first of all, full moon is tonight. Number two, it's not the hunter's moon. I know a lot of people uh, equate October full moons with the hunter's moon. This year, however, uh, we have not one but two moons in October. And this first full moon tonight is actually the harvest, harvest moon. Harvest moon. Shine we'll on, shine on, harvest moon. moon. We also have, besides that, if it is clear, and it looks like it's not going to be, but if it's clear, you might want to step outside at about 948 or 950, look over toward the south and southeast, and if you see a very fast-moving star-like object streaking across your line of sight from right to left, low in the southeastern sky, that is the rocket that is going to be launched this evening at 946 from Wallops Island, Virginia, that's taking 8,000 pounds of equipment and supplies up to the International Space Station, including, I might add, a brand new toilet. Oh, well, you, you, hey, you got to have one. You got to have one. Yeah. I guess they had to, I guess they needed a replacement toilet up there, and they're getting one uh, courtesy of uh, this rocket launch uh, from Wallops Island. It goes again at 946, so two or three minutes after liftoff, it should be able to be visible low on the south-southeast horizon or just above the southeast horizon here in the tri-state area, weather conditions permitting. And whenever we have something special, it never seems to want to permit. But I'm telling you now, that's the, that's the case for tonight. Yes, indeed. And if, you um, go out tomorrow, and if you go out tomorrow night and look right above the moon all through the night tomorrow night, you'll see a dazzling yellow-orange star-like object, and that is not a star. It's the planet Mars making its closest approach to the Earth for the next 15 years, which is why it appears so dazzling. And tomorrow night, we will have the day after harvest full moon, 
dancing along with the god of war in our nighttime sky. Oh, very good. Getting yeah. all poetic. That's very nice. Yes. So uh, just and, a... <laughs> like right now, tonight, with all those clouds coming in, the moon is going to be a ghostly galleon tossed upon cloudy seas. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, Shelley and, uh, and Keats are just, I mean, they're just, just overwhelmed by all this. Of course, they're both dead, but, you know, what yes, are you going to well. do? Um, all right, so let's just do a, a, a sickbay update. Uh, William Uber is out of sickbay. He's home and he's on the board somewhere, or at least he was earlier tonight. So we're glad that his, you know, his issue was went 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 through smoothly. Uh, the chairman is not here tonight. He's still dealing with all the stuff that he's dealing with. So uh, with the this whatever it is that he caught, that we know it's not COVID and it won't doesn't seem to want to go away. Uh, so of course uh, we wish him well and. Um, Hopefully, in a, hopefully in another few days. Hopefully each day, it's a, uh, he gets a little better and that he'll be back to normal before you know it. So, fingers crossed on that. I want to say uh, hello to Alfred, uh, our buddy, Mr. Uh, where is he? Alfred Phillips from Wainwright, Alaska. I almost said Alfred Wainwright of Phillips, Alaska. But then again, I'm 62. I'm going to be 62, so I'm. I have an excuse. And see, was there anything else? No, I think that pretty well covers it. So now you'll be out tomorrow on your way down to, or on your way out to Ohio. Uh, yes, uh, I will be, uh, I'm on the road tomorrow. My, uh, my mom is coming with me. Uh, she's going to be riding my new truck. Let me, let me tell you something. You're on tonight from your mom's house. Why don't you bring your mom on? Oh, she's union. She won't come on unless she gets paid. Oh. <laughs> All right. You know, her makeup artist didn't make it. You know how touchy stars can be. I don't know why. I told she she I told her she could you know that we were I was going live and she basically decided that I needed this room to be like a church and she went upstairs to the second floor and I haven't heard a peep out of her. She's probably watching Golden Girls or something. On the, well, on maybe the, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, she's a huge Wheel of Fortune fan. So that's what she's probably watching. Yeah, like. she watches. Yeah, she watches Wheel of Fortune, and she watches it with an Italian accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll be back on uh, Sunday with Joe and Joe. Right. So next two days, no show. Next two days, we'll see you Sunday morning at eleven o'clock Eastern time. And, of course, this show will be up as a podcast in about an hour or so. So if you uh, uh, missed it or you'd rather listen to it than watch it, you can do that by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any place that they call Podcasts Home, and just search Joe and Joe Weather Show. Not ampersand, A-N-D. All right? All right, Mr. Rayo, have a good night. Whatever you, whatever you, uh, lights your fire, Joe. Exactly. We'll see you on Sunday. See you Maybe on, on Sunday. You'll bring your daughter on. See you on Sunday. My daughter, my my daughter will come on. Actually, my mother may be forced to come on on Sunday because we may all be in like one room. So. Oh, okay. So that might. And that'll be fun. Oh sure. <laughs> I'll see you. I will see you tom 